everything I know I learn from Frank Miller And everything I do I do as fast as flash run Quarterback status and then some Damn the new 52 Buying up every issue on DC Not exclusively what I'm into Bastards comics with the healthy Wolverine classics Sold down below, so anything can go. Hell be exclusively till the past enemy. Saber And you killed your dad for the second time in hell, man. Tell me that's not badass. Man, tell me that ain't badass. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Kevin. And Dustin. He's fucking playing with himself. He's not paying attention. This is the CBMFP's year in roundup would you look at that it's been a whole year um unless the planet is blowing up you're not going to hear this or shit's falling out of the sky or whatever maya inca curse has doesn't roll his eyes because he doesn't believe in mayans or latinos so let's get it going <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't why but whatever um we're gonna do the are gonna do the year we're gonna start off at the bottom of a list but of a good list, it's going to be all our positives, all the great things that happened, just just the stuff we took away from the year in the comic book world. And uh, yeah, yeah. How do, you, how, do you feel, how do you feel about that? Good. Dustin loves it's weird question. I mean, getting high, feel, popping pills. Yeah, <laughs> just the fuck. <laughs> Go ahead, get a couple more out of your system real quick before <laughs> we uh, get into this. All right, let's start off with the highs. How about the events? Or news stories of 2012 that will be remembered. What what just stood out to you? What what do you what do you think? Well, for me personally, it was the summer of Valiant. Okay, I know that was uh, that was big for uh, a couple of us here on the in the CBMFP family. Carl Greed. Yeah, Matt. and I think just comics as a whole, it was a great return for the company. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't think there's a bad review out there practically for the books just uh they're selling high pretty yeah just a real triumphant return for the company and i don't i think a lot of people thought it was a joke when it was first announced and they kind of showed nope we're taking this 100 percent seriously and who knows in a couple of years they could be you know third biggest company or whatnot if they continue with as much progress in the, the comic book industry that as they're making yeah agreed uh they got a i mean this is like their first i don't want to say you know, I guess it is their first series of books. Yeah. And it's just really going to see if they uh, they have what it takes to for the long haul, I guess. Yeah. They can come up with some new IPs and, you know, just keep it interesting, you know. Yeah, I think that's important is if they, they need to also not just bring back every old franchise they already have, which obviously that's important to their catalog because then you can start selling the back issues. But to, you know, have a new IP or at least introduce some new characters and these other stories and everything that keep you keep you fresh so um what about for you i agree um i was gonna jump to ed real quick ed thought image image and i have to agree that they've had a a plethora of great stories comics anything under their banner yeah it's been a huge huge year for them i don't know how many number one issues they've done that have just gotten rave reviews for a series that have gone on to do well um i mean saga Manhattan projects. I mean, just top tier creators all over from everywhere, from from DC to Image mainstays to Marvel to just just anyone. They seemed like they had them at their 
their uh, neck of the woods doing something a mini or an ongoing yeah which is good for image and it also gives the chance for the little guys to get that plateau and and they're you know more willing to take a risk on them and say hey you know what let's get your book out here come on down to image we'll do you right hopefully i mean that was another thing is they just had a lot of just kind of surprise hits from uh you know new people new all across the board yeah yeah it's a very very strong year for image and really solidified their their spot as the third largest company um would love to have seen them take some more market share but hey what can you do agreed you know you can only do do so much i give them a i mean like you said they're only ramping it up so we'll see we'll see what they can do uh, next year yeah let's see what 2013 has for them 2003 going back in time marvel now (laughs) is what i chose (laughs) for mine marvel Um, now you say yeah it's a little new and i think uh it still has to get its legs underneath it, whatever, wherever, which way it's going. I don't know. I'm interested in it because, like I said, I always wanted to take this opportunity to get on these Marvel books from the get-go. So far, I'm a little disappointed that it wasn't just a clean restart, Like, but it just seems... It doesn't seem like a lot was restarted. <laughs> it, it just seems like they just changed the number count, which is a little disappointing, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep rolling with some of the books and see what's, see what's really good, but... To me, that that's a that, that was a pretty big, that's a pretty big event. Yeah, interested in Marvel for the first time. Exactly. So. I mean, I've always kind of wanted to jump on, but like I said, sometimes the bus was just a little too full. Moving on, best digital only title. So basically, a book you could only get online. That's in one of the vast online real, real uh, retailers. I'll try to spit it out. Storefronts. Yeah. There you go. Um, October Girl. Yep. You and I Easy. were the only two that had picks, and we picked October Girl. So. Easy. I mean, book's 99 cent. Looks I mean, fantastic. Great fucking covers. Awesome. Just quality product Yeah. throughout. So if you haven't, you know, waste a buck on October Girl, and you'll be like, well, I didn't waste a buck. It was yeah. awesome. And spend two and get both the first and the second issue. So Best movie, video game, television, Adaptation. What do you think, Dustin? What, where, where was your heart on this one? <laughs> I uh, I went with Husbands from uh, Dark Horse. It was actually another digital only title, but uh, I felt it was better suited for this. It's a comic book adaptation of the popular web series, and um, yeah, just it it was very different. It I like the experiment of sending these characters into these different genres of storytelling and, and comic book genres and just really making it work in this very short amount of pages, like 12, really 12 pages. And they seem to nail each genre that they've been in so far. So yeah, that was, uh, that's what I went with husbands, dark horse, um, dragon age is what I chose. Um, I mean, if you listen to us or been on the website at all, I tried to do my best to cover everything Dragon Age just because I'm a fan of that. And I, you know, it's probably one of the best video game adaptations to comic, I want to say ever, because you can read this book and not know Jackie Squat about the game and still enjoy it. It's just basically an action adventure book. It's just really well done. All right. Real easy. And that was another Dark Horse book. Dark Horse, who'd have thunk it? And they had at least what, like two miniseries, at least at Dark Horse, it's, yeah, this, just this year, possibly the end of a third in this beginning of the year. But I mean, I think they've seen trades, and I know another one's coming 
it'd be real interesting to see if they throw them all together in a big huge giant a card cover yeah exactly Probably. Yeah, they i can see him do doing that. something like that so then we have um best all ages best all ages what were you uh what'd you think of this one um it was really hard for me because i don't usually read that shit because i mean they're good titles but it's just something i don't go to i just don't have any reason to do yes. that i mean i'm not downplaying what they do and introducing you know younger readers to comics and so on and so forth but i can speak for carl he went with peanuts peanuts yes you know the charlie brown the gang from uh kaboom an mm-hmm. offshoot of boom studios and basically just because uh he just thought it was great that people were able to respect charles shorts's work and continuous stories continuous stories and introduce you know new generations to it without it being like this is gonna make any sense because you weren't alive in the 60s right so. yeah it gets a new new band of fans and hopefully they'll love it what did you choose for your best all ages i went with uh northern adventures quarterly number one mm-hmm. uh, it was a self-published book from frozen light comics and um it was just a simple issue that introduced three characters based in canada and each little short story it was just really fun it was good it was like good storytelling it was good adventures it was good action with mystery but suitable for adults and children and that's why i really liked it and think that it was a true like all ages book and definitely like the all ages book of the year so good choice what about yourself Uh, kevin (laughs) i went with crossed oh and then i realized it wasn't very funny so then i went with archie oh okay I thought that Archie, I was like, here's a guy. He's trying to stand the test of time. That's but, true. You know, I mean, he's got these two pieces of hot tail. He's always trying to, you know, figure always. it out. Yeah, I mean, but then they were just like, no, Archie, you're hanging with Kiss now. They you have a, cross a, a homosexual in your storylines getting married. He's That's breaking true. boundaries. I mean, is it all Archie always, was pretty uh, relevant this year. He was really relevant. I mean shakeups at the office you know aside but yeah, story wise i mean is it great for kids eh, you might want to teach their own you know well they have like four or five seven eight different series of archie exactly so, you know you can give them one and and somewhere can... yeah somewhere you can read an archie book and be like hey my kid's not gonna start you know shooting up if he reads this yep he's gonna stay off the heroin maybe you won't or he'll be like, I like riding the lightning. <laughs> Thank you, Archie. Wasn't that? <laughs> no, that's what they call it. Wasn't that the title of a CD? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Who knows? Best collected work trade paperback. Yeah, so this is essentially um, either like just the best trade paperback or the best collected work. And this could be work from the year it could be from past years and it's being collected for the first time it could be recollected again and they just did a better job of it so you know a bit of a you know i don't know background on that or something basically you don't have to chase all these fucking issues down they put them in a book for you exactly <laughs> i guess yeah it chose nexus ominous yep. number one it's uh i didn't know anything about this until i read his uh, breakdown on it it's a space sci-fi superhero comic, but also has a lot more. Nexus is laid with complex web of intrigue, subplots. Apparently there's a lot going on in this book. He wrote a healthy paragraph that we're going to post on comicbackstards.com. 
Yeah, we'll have like all of everyone's breakdowns. Yeah, so you're like not... a, a thicker breakdown of you know right, why so everyone picked what they picked. It doesn't look like we're just pulling this all out of our ass, and I don't want to shortchange his pick by any. Um, I didn't read all of the Nexus. I did read some of it, but yeah, like it was. So it's a healthy, good. rich the, uh, sci-fi story. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> sci-fi you know, going on to happen. What did you choose for your? Best collected. I chose Manara, Erotica Volume 1. I love it just because it has the word erotica in it. Well, that's... That's how how people from European countries say smut. (laughs) That's not how they say smut. It's not? They just say smut, right? They probably just say smut, yes. Uh, Erotica is a very adult storytelling just, just women with long legs smoking cigarettes just seducing me with a glance sometimes yeah <sighs> sign me up but uh this was the first erotica collection from dark horse they actually just released the second one but you know if i had to pick between the two i went with the first one um talked about it on the podcast very lengthy review on the the website it is just a fantastic collection and a great introduction and really shows that you can tell stories and have adult material and not have it be uh, smut. It's, it's not smut. It really is art. So that's that's why I went with that. Um, that's, a, that's a good choice. I mean, yeah, is it? It's pretty easy to get, right? It's not bagged. Where I no, can be no, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can get it from like a bookstore and such. Like, there's not, you know, there's not like. Angry moms. They don't, they're not gonna. Outside. They're not gonna put it in a brown paper bag for me when no, I buy it. No, they're not gonna. Like, oh, you tasteless fuck, sir. And you're like, wow, that was called for. Or like the guy rings me, me up and he starts smiling at me when I buy it, and he's no, like, yeah, no. They they keep the covers tasteful and everything, so you're not just like, oh, this looks inappropriate for me to be holding in public. I don't recommend you reading in public. That'd be a little weird, but do what you want. I mean, it's a great oversized like volume too. Oh, it's so it's healthy. Like you're gonna like. Yeah, you're not going to walk around with it. It's fucking massive. So. Slip a disc, hurt your back. Not that bad, but okay. What about yourself? What did you... Uh, <clears throat> Rachel Rising, Volume 1 and 2. Shut your mouth. Those are excellent choices. Thanks. I thought sometimes it could be, you know, kind of difficult to get a hold of these, you know. I hate chasing back issues, I'm not going to lie. Because you go home, you're like, I got one, two, three, eight, nine. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, you know, they cut out the middleman, put it all in one book, and uh, actually two, because I chose one and two. I think it's just a great story. You just have to read it. I mean, I think we've gushed over it enough on the podcast before, but, you know, that Terry Moore, he's on to something. Yeah. And then if it's just to stare at his pictures, you can do that, too. And I'm impressed that he collected it so quickly, because usually he kind of gives it a while before he starts collecting them. But I think just the popularity of this and just the changes in business he was like i gotta collect this you know yeah I, yeah there was no <laughs> i can only do so many seven print runs of an issue before i just say you know if i could just get it in the trade yeah so there was no uh messing about on this one yeah well there you go there's some uh, collected work for everyone to hunt down <laughs> like we don't care what you chose <laughs> <laughs> we like to think you do please what do you got for the next one? It is best mega indie book. If you've listened to us, we have this thing called Hardcore Indie Corner that we made up a little while ago. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, because 
you guys know as well as we do, there's a lot of comics out there and they all don't come from Marvel and DC and I dare say Image and Dark Horse and such, IDW. There's little, little guys out there just, you know, working by candlelight. <laughs> working God, with, I hope it's not that Working bad. with charcoal, you know what I mean? Just real, that's how it is. They should. Real grassroots effort. Um, and here's some of the books we thought that stood out. Well, uh, Carl chose Tommy about this kid and his homicidal rabbit um, had kind of that like I'm trying to pretty twisted. I want to say like yeah kind of a little bit of Mike Judge mm. feel to it where he does like the crazy you know like the crazy demonic drawings he does for like Beavis and Bud yeah. and shit a little, little reminiscent of that I saw some of the artwork and that's what it reminded me of um, and we said it made him laugh and feel uncomfortable at the same time so you know it's it's cool mission complete yeah Good job, Tommy. Um, for myself, I picked Dead Man's Party, a book I talked about on here, basically about the assassin who sets up his own hit for um, for himself uh, with five random assassins and finds out that he kind of has been duped and he's not actually dying, and so now he's trying to survive the onslaught of their setup. attacks. Yeah, um, And he has no way of calling it off because... That's the whole point of it is that people don't call it off. Um, really great book. Really liked it. You know, had strong feelings about it, so I put it over here instead of somewhere else. But uh, really good, worth checking out. And uh, as an honorable mention, Gross Grandpa, a comic mm. that was as funny as it was you know disgusting. What? Yeah. I think I'm going to go ahead and take Gross Grandpa. Nope. There you go. No longer an honorable mention. I got forgot, moved over. I forgot all about I remember reading that on the airplane going... This motherfucker's onto something. Yeah, or on funny. something. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Gross Grandpa, that was actually that was actually pretty fun. A fun read. It was. It was good. It takes uh can't take yourself self yourself so seriously when you read that, but No, you can't. It's got a lot of wieners in it. It does. I don't know why I said that so loud, but <laughs> it does. Like he was stoked. He's like, Man, what's wrong with an extra wiener now and then, guys? <laughs> Are you anyone? God, you and the jokes today. Best <laughs> one shot. That's one shot. You want to... Carl chose Witch Doctor. Was it The Resurrection? Great humor, excellent horror elements, and a plot unlike any other. Made this a one great, fucked it up, one shot comic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you did. Do you want to read uh, Ed's now? True agent, or secret agent, Poyo. I, ne- I never, sidebar, I never got into Chew. I know you didn't. It's all right. I've kind of, kind of fallen out of Chew. Chew's kind of gotten a little batshit crazy, but people seem to think it's you know still trucking along, doing his doing its thing. But I'm I'm waiting for the trades. The trades are a little behind. I think maybe the fourth one just finally came out. And I'm like, all right, about fucking time because kind of wanted to keep up with you. But apparently, uh, Poyo is you know it's a standalone that ties directly into Chew. It's crazy funny. It's about a homicidal cyborg chicken and his antics, apparently. Yeah, he's sent off on like a one-shot mission type of type of deal. It was kind of like, hey, Chew's running, but like the regular Chew is still being written because I think the way he writes is he writes the entire story arc mm. and then gives it to the artist. So I think this was just like, hey, I can do this real quick and you can work on that. He's like, I have enough to work on thank you sir (laughs) (laughs) 
So, and then I picked, this is a hard one for me because I don't read a lot of one shots and I was having a hard time I figuring out. I couldn't tell I you. I almost shot. picked the one I read just this last week, which was House of Fun from Dark Horse, which I think I gave, no, I, I meant to give it an honorable mention. Was that milk and cheese? It had milk and cheese in it and it had a bunch of other mm. little short stories as well. Uh, but I went with Dracula World Order, the beginning. Because I was thumbing through the site and I came across it and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. That was like that really cool take on Dracula and it had like the four solid different art styles. Oh yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, and, and I was just like, you know, that was a really good one shot. So that's that's where I went for. I went for, uh, you know, self-produced. I mean, it went to two printings because it just kind of caught so many people's interest and everything. So I went with that one. Best original graphic novel. Dustin, what did you use? I went, this was a two-way tie. I could not decide. Actually, I had a really fucking hard time with this one because I, and I, you can look for my list. I'll, I'll be putting out a list of probably like my top, I'm just going to do the top all of 2012 graphic novels you should have read. Um, I went with Friends with Boys and Siegfried. Friends with Boys, bleh, Friends with Boys. I remember I talked about that one. That was the um, one where I said it was my new Scott Pilgrim. And I remember I made fun of you. You did. Continue. Thank you for reminding <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> they were just Someone like, gotta... went, when does he not? <laughs> you already made two wiener anyways. Um, <laughs> what? And then Siegfried was, I also talked about on the podcast where it was that wonderful, like illustrated painted look about the guy who's being raised by um, a goblin in the woods by himself. And all he had was like the wolves to play with. And this one big ass fucking wolf like scarred him and then kind of killed everyone, everything else that mm-hmm. he loved. And so it was, it was really great. It was by Arkea. And okay. I got a gun to your head. Who are you going to choose? <laughs> You're just going to have to shoot me. Cause... Well, then that's one dead nerd. Moving on. <laughs> Cause seriously, they they were just phenomenal. Like both were so phenomenal for different reasons, but I, I just could not pick between the two of them. So I went with both. So there you go. What about yourself, Kevin? Gun to the head. Uh, it's easy. I chose Superman, Earth 1, Volume 2. <sighs> Too late. I already pulled the trigger. Well, then you just wanted to kill a person. You didn't I care did. what I... <laughs> wow. That's what this is a turn to. I watch the fucking soul escape from your eyes. Wow. Anyways, so uh, Superman, Earth 1, Volume 2. Um, uh, I won't bore everyone, but we've talked about it... A lot. <laughs> ...on the podcast, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's out now. I don't no, even it's know. Been, yeah, it's been Okay, out yeah. Free. I didn't even... Once I got the copy I read, I was like, yay! It was really, really well done. Like, and I'm not gonna do tomato, tomato, but the Batman book should have been half this good. I saw some people give the Batman their I, best graphic novel, and I was like, you clearly only read that. Then, yeah, I mean, I love Batman and I love Superman. Just you know, they're fun characters. That aside, JMS his storytelling was just, it was just awesome. It was just. This is what someone needs to do with Superman, period. Going forward all the time, what have you. But yeah, Superman, Earth 1, Volume 2. Volume 1 equally is good, whatever, but 2 is what's hot, what's good in the streets right now. (laughs) Well, for 2002, or 12. God, fuck, what the hell's wrong with you today? Percy's on 2003. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Um, Ed went with Wild Children which was from Image Comics. I remember his review on the site for this book. Yeah, and uh, I kind of, it was like a signed reading. I was like, hey, Ed, you should check this book out. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. And he was like, oh, holy shit, this book is fucking awesome. 
And uh, he said initially it was about a group of rebellious teenagers taking over their high school while children morphs into a mind-bending metafiction exploring the nature of adulthood, perception, our senses of self, and how stories can change our reality. So, See, in the scheme of things, though, like going back to when you don't know pretty much jack shit about a book and you read it and it blows your mind, there's really, that's probably about as good as it gets. Yeah. That's like the best sensation when you're just like, you know what? What is this? I don't know. Yeah, when you it surprises it, you so much that you just yeah. want to yell. Yeah, you're just like, ah, wild children. Yeah. Leave those kids alone. You know what I mean? You're just like, this is that's fucking awesome. Yeah, those are, I mean, I think that's what makes comics special because it's unlike any other form of entertainment that way because TV shows, movies, you get a preview. There's always right. going to be something There's, kind of to give it away. Video games, to be honest, no one plays those without reading a fucking review anyways, or they're just dedicated to the franchise, so they don't care. Comics has that one shot. If it's that yeah. small, you look at my cover, that's it. You that's maybe it. crack it open, flip a couple of pages. You might get a preview of a few pages. Yeah, or word of mouth. But Or you have like some fucking dickholes on a site just being, you know, pumping it up because they're told to. But when you find something small, special, you know, that's what it's all about. And like I said before, that's what we try to do for you guys. We try not to be the dickholes. We try to be the... Try not to be the dickholes. We just try to be, you know... The assholes. Just try to be that dude that'd be like, hey, man, did you read that? Pretty yeah. fucking cool. If you don't like it, it's cool. If you did, yeah. that's cool, too. there's different tastes and styles. Yeah, so. man. Best ongoing series. I don't have one. Oh, no, I do. No, oh, you do. I lied. Um, I went with Mind Management. This is another one I kind of was like, oh, man. I was like, Harbinger was really good. Revival was really good. But I settled on Mind Management because the series was just like a mind fuck from beginning to end. And it's not over, but like the first story arc, or like beginning to end of the first story arc. And it just created this world with so much detail but it was so simple. Like it didn't, it didn't do what some other books had to do in like four issues. It was just like, here's the world, you know. I might give you this little backstory comic that's just like bonus, and then it explains a little bit more. And then four issues later, they'll you know reference that, and you're just like, oh, that was that was brilliant, like the way you did that. So, uh, mind management, dark horse, Matt Kent, got my got my top billing. Carl, XO Man of War, Valiant. Despite you know, the forced crossover with Ninjack, that did kind of lose me too because I was reading it religiously. And they're like, there's this ninja motherfucker. And I was like, ah, okay. All right. It's not bad. It's, it's all right. Like it kind of, it took. Well, I think even, I mean, even from reading Carl's reviews and such, it looked like it got a lot better towards the end. Right. Like he was kind of just like, it yeah, was, just, it was forced, but, you know. It was forced, and it was just that initial, like, you know, not really shock, but you're kind of just like, ah, but we were doing so well without him. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it wasn't really needed, but you can see why. Why they did it. They right. did it for the brand. They did it for the franchise more than. Exactly. Which you don't ever want that to really be the reason. You want it to always be for the story. But, I mean, at least they, at least he made it work. Yeah. I, on the other hand, chose... I chose Crossed, oh. which was super... I mean, you almost had it for your all ages, so that's good. Super transparent that I would choose this. Um, I well, enjoy this world immensely. And it was the first year that it actually went ongoing. Previously, it's always been miniseries. Which so, is true. You know, the fact that they were able to pull off a bi-weekly... 
which is which is shocking. Um, you're gonna lose a lot. I mean, not really because they do like the they give them the little arcs. So you're like, oh, that's exciting because you're like, oh, after this six or after this however many, you get a new artist and a new writer and their take on that universe. Yeah, which I find really, I don't know, compelling. I think it's, I think it's probably the one of the best horror books. Period. Just because I know if you have good horror, you try to be like, what would I do in that scenario? Yeah. And if it makes you feel all this angst and crazy, you're like, oh, I'd be fucked or I could outthink, you know, then that's, I think that's good horror. If it makes you, if it makes you think start that, th- yeah, it makes you basically, if it makes survival you think, mode and think. Yeah, yeah. If anything that makes you think, and that's what Cross always did to me. So I constantly are like, I sure did love me some Crossed. Who's all going to get fucked up now? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So, I mean, there you go. Well, good job, Avatar. Yeah. And uh, Ed chose Profit, which was relaunched this year by Image Comics at the helm of Brandon Graham. And, you know, I I read some of this at the beginning, too. And I'm not going to... I'll save a lot of Ed's because he has a, a lot of good points, you know, points here for um, the actual article. But, yeah, that book was just like... Like, fuck you. I'm unlike anything else being produced on a monthly basis right now, especially from Image. And and it was just, it was really good. It was weird as shit, but it, you just kind of felt uncomfortable but read through it anyways because you're just like, I got to see what happens next. So, yeah. So, Profit, Image Comics, that's... Uh, what was There's nothing thing? wrong with being weird as shit. No, I mean, I like, I like that. So, yeah, don't... Please don't take that as a slant that he's saying. No, no, I... <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> I was like, this is weird as shit. It was more like, yay. So. And then we have. Uh, Best miniseries. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to start off with my choice first. Yeah, I was about to say, why don't you just go ahead. Um, there's a book out there called Swerve. It's a crime book that has the dressings of a sports book. <laughs> And that sport happens to be wrestling. It takes place in the 70s. This guy's trying to be an up-and-comer. Blue is in the out. Can't play college ball anymore. So he's going to do the next best thing, wrestling. And you find out that this wrestling promotion and the different regions it runs through is trafficking drugs and guns. It's basically this underground crime organization. I found this book on a whim. You can get it at Comic Comicology, 99 yeah. cent, for a full book. It's not like two pages, three pages, or 15 pages. It's a full book, and it's cool as hell. Like, you don't have to know. It's it's another, you don't have to know wrestling. It does a lot of wrestling lingo. and gives you the definition of it, and then shows how it incorporates that into the story. That's so cool. you're like, oh, so you're using a little wrestling slang. And you just follow this guy as he tries to, he almost gets forced to be with this crime family just to do right by his parents because mom's sick, needs money. And he's starting to question like, man, is this the lifestyle? I mean, I do fake violence in the day and I hurt real motherfuckers at night <laughs> or, or vice versa. I'm sorry. So it's, it's pretty cool. Like never even heard of it. Found it on accident. I really don't know why they don't. your best pro- mini. Yeah. I don't know why they don't promote it enough, but I guess it's just one of those things. It probably would have. company. You know? Yeah. Just slipped through the cracks any other way, but. Well, that's cool. Um, Carl went with, oh, he had a lot of choices and we'll probably have him narrow that down before we, we post this live on the site. But, 
Um, he went with stuff like Godzilla Half Century War, uh, Witch Doctor, Lord Baltimore, X Sanji. I'm probably saying that wrong, but so um, and he just picked them because they were well plotted conclusions. So you know that those are his choices. Myself, I went with Night of a Thousand Wolves, a book I have. I think I talked about it on the podcast a couple times. Um, I gave all three issues of this five out of five, so it was kind of a no-brainer when I sat down and thought about it. Uh, just an extremely different take on werewolves, and it was it's probably one of the best series IDW put out all year. Um, an original IP, no less, great art, and just a fantastic story, like a giant fucking wolf demon shows, or like demigod shows up and is like, hey, fucking owe me. And the guy's like, all right, well, damn. Go to go to war, you know. Just it was just really different, and it was just kind of like the story was just the origin of werewolves in a way, not werewolves already existing, but just like the origin of werewolves. And I just thought it was super, super awesome the way they did it. So there you go. And then Ed's was uh, Punk Rock Jesus by Sean Murphy. I've seen, I've seen that book around. I haven't. I have seen it too. I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I just, I guess, I never really checked it out, but um, you know, uh, powerful black and white imagery and um, just harrowing personal tragedies and big social themes. And he just says it's uh, one you don't want to miss and collected in trade at the very least. So um, focuses on like pretty much celebrity obsessed culture, like the mass media. So everything relevant today. Yeah, it's. It sounds like a soapbox piece, but so well done, you can't... Can't ignore it. Can't ignore it. Cool. <clears throat> and then next we have Best Childhood Revival. Things you remember from you were a little tyke, and they brought it back, and they, you know, they got it right this time. Carl Choros, Mars Attacks. Trading card series that came out before he was even born. But the book is surprisingly great amount of fun what about yourself what'd you pick i didn't choose anything actually oh that's right <laughs> stupid it's in the front, it's right in front of us bro i forgot uh well i picked battle beast another idw series actually from the same writer as night of a thousand woes um these are just action figures and i remember them when i was a kid and they were awesome and this was just like a really kind of violent crazy ass story that went along with them and now I see that there's new action figures coming out. I'm just like, this is awesome. So um, it was a welcomed revival that was handled very well. And they didn't just four issues. They were like, four issues, in and out, we're done. We're not going to dick around. Ghostbusters this thing. So, so there you go. Echo's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Color Classics. He loves Eastman and Lard's original TMT comic series from the 80s. And big fan of the 90s cartoon. It was nothing but an absolute joy to read. Reprints of the gritty comic. So IDW so far has been handling this property pretty well. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really ever hear anyone going, uh, fucking turtle book from IDW. You know what I mean? No, yeah. It's definitely something they have made sure. I don't know. It's just it, you look at the turtles and they han they've handled it very differently than a lot of the other licensed properties. And I don't know if it's because of Nickelodeon's involvement or you know, uh, MTV's involvement or Viacom, 
whoever you know right. technically owns it. Um, but it's just been, it's been very different and kind of cool. So I'm glad that I mean it's still been going strong all year. So books of 2011 that we're still talking about. I mean, if you want to talk to Dustin, and they'll take you back to 2002, <laughs> I was like, 2003. So now I can time travel. Yeah. So basically books, you know, as the title states, that came out last year, that were like, hey, man, when I someone asked me about what you, one of your favorite comics or, you know, you just find yourself taking a poop, it just pops in your head. You're like, oh, I totally remember that book. It was a good fucking book. You know, something like that. Like, you, or you see it on the stand, you just look over, you're like, that was a good fucking book. Yeah. Single issues, trades, it doesn't matter. I chose Seeds. Mm, good book. <laughs> you kind of <laughs> said it. You kind of said it like you just had a good cup of coffee. You're like, mm, that's a good cup of coffee. <laughs> just a small little book came out by ComX. Uh, I think it came out. Was it overseas first? I think it came out from the UK. Yeah, right? it was a UK release that made it over here. Just about a guy going through life and going through the loss of his dad. His dad gets cancer and how it shapes and changes the family. Simple. I mean, this guy, no comic book history, no nothing. He just did this little story. Just his, had a personal story to tell? Yeah. Just had this personal story to tell. Chose to tell it in a comic form. And I think we talked about it a lot on the site. And if you have to be a robot, if this book doesn't move, you're just a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, even if you haven't lost anyone, just the the storytelling and the emotion that he puts just, you know, translates perfectly. Well, for myself, I picked Pinpoint, number one, a book we won't shut up about, but hey, maybe this will be it. You're never, ever going to see anything else from it. Never, probably. Um, Just crazy, crazy action fun, just a a fun-ass story that took us by surprise last year. It was actually our book of the year, and, you know, it's just a a book, when I read other things, I just kind of go you know what this is this is pinpoint crazy right now i love that so it's uh i mean nothing ever really gets pinpoint crazy nothing but it's always that bar 100 yeah it's just more of like oh hey you you know you you got a finger up there good job you know you haven't you haven't got both hands up and hold yourself up above it but hey you're at least you know smacking at it and i want to add that it's real shitty that we bring this up all the time (laughs) because it's hard to fucking find this book it, it's people probably hate this word. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll try not to bring gonna, it up ever again. Somehow you're gonna like sell your house, you know, kill everyone you love just to get a hold of this fucking book. It's gonna be used Pretty and tattered. Sure get it on like Midtown Comics. Hold on, and then they're gonna read it, and they're gonna be like, "This is it. I ruined my whole life to get this fucking piece of shit. <laughs> this book sucks ass. I want to find you, Dustin, and I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> so now you got some guy just real pissed at you now. That's all right. Whatever, Pinpoint. And then I'll explain to him, point by point, why Pinpoint is phenomenal. And then he'll be like, worth it. He'll be like, you know what? Now I see it. You know, I, was, I was looking through a fog of anger when I read this. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. You have to go in happy and cheerful. If you have even any little bit of doubt, then no. It won't work. That's, that's, a, that's Pinpoint for you. Just and the um, holy grail of fucking action comic books. There you go. Yeah. I haven't seen it since. So. <laughs> supposed to have a second series coming out sometime. I don't know. I mean, I haven't even seen the... i only seen the first issue. I guess yeah. I, I could have put that as my one shot. <laughs> no, because it wouldn't have been from this year. So, um, 
Ed picked Journey into Mystery. I am not going to go into a, a lot of this. Again, we'll save that for the site. But, um, you know, that is a series I heard a lot about. It started last year, and it's just kind of been trucking along ever since and it ended this year. So um, there you go. This is it. This is it. This is the big one. You've suffered 40 minutes to get to this point. Someone will just look down and was like, oh, 40 minutes, I'm late. I got to clock back in. <laughs> this is the comic bastards. Each individual person on this team chose what they, in their hearts, deemed to be book of the year. The heart of hearts. It was a hard choice for me, as I tend to forget about half the shit that I read. <laughs> and I just didn't really... I'm not going to lie. There wasn't too many titles where I was just like, fuck, wow. Like, wow. There's a couple of issues where I was like, that was a pretty good fucking issue. But there wasn't a lot of books where I was just like, oh, man, I got to go change my shorts. That was amazing. Hmm. I don't think you read enough, but that's fine. Hey, you know what? Sometimes life won't wait. I can't I can't <laughs> lounge around reading goddamn comics all day, all right, buddy? <laughs> but when I do, I read CBMFP-approved comics. <laughs> Kevin's book of the year, which is me, I chose, and this is, the, I hope you're sitting down, everyone. And if not, you just continue as you were. <laughs> Spider-Man, number four. It's not an indie book. It's a huge conglomerate. It's a pretty huge title. <laughs> Marvel came out. Yeah, it was a, it's a crossover event. I, I guess you can call it that, a mini crossover. Yeah. Bendis wrote it. Yeah. Uh, some chick drew it. Can't remember her name. Doesn't matter because it was the writing that I cared about. Reading this one issue, and not even a lot happens. It's just so much dialogue and not even the character building, it's just character moments. You're like, I love these characters. I'm familiar with these characters and what they do and they share in this issue. It was such a harken back to his old Ultimate Spider Man days where you're just like, I could watch Peter and fucking Mary Jane sit on this bed and talk about bullshit all day. This is amazing. This is such good writing. And it kind of tipped its hat back to that. And I was like, man, this is really fucking good. And that's why I chose that issue. I mean, the rest of the series kind of whatever. <laughs> like, But it just, it, if even like he knew it was whatever. And he just took that one moment to be like, hey, I'm going to throw Miles in the mix. And I'm going to just, everybody's walls are down, man. And we're just gonna we're just gonna find out about each other. We're just gonna love love each other for a second. Share these moments. There you go. There it is. Well, I picked <clears throat> Dead Horse number five, a book I've talked about a lot, but mm -hmm. this issue in particular, I just I find myself always just kind of thinking about it, uh, especially if I read something in a comic book that involves like a dream sequence or something like that. Um, this is the issue where. Like, it had this amazing dream sequence that was unlike anything I'd read in comic books, and it was just, it was phenomenal. It showed that you could do a dream sequence in a comic book and not have it just be like, why'd I waste reading five pages for, for no reason at all? Um, published by 215 Inc., and it was just great. It was seriously one of, like, the single best issues of comic books I've ever read in my life. So, and that's, that's why... You got the, the top belt from me, so. And who do you want to tackle? 
Looks like Carl. All right. Huge Goon fan. Goon. Great, great series. Number 39. Delivers great story, laughs, and art. Basically, the series as a whole on a monthly basis is just probably one of the best out there for him. Every time he reviews it, usually walks away with high scores. I dare say five out of fives almost every time. Um, pretty much every time. I don't think there's been a time he's reviewed it and not given a five out of five. He's tried to slip in some six out of fives, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. Can't break the scale every month. <laughs> but that's just saying this man's passion for such high-quality work. Eric Powell draws, writes every issue. And for to do anything on that high level over and over and over, he just, he just hits a chord with, with Carl, and I'm, it's well-deserved. Yeah. Definitely a very good series I also enjoy. Um, Ed picked The Manhattan Projects, number five. Um, is one of those rare examples of comic books which somehow manages to hit every single beat within the, f- the limited space of a single issue. Features character development, swift plot progression, surprise action moments um, of dark humor, a scattering of sci-fi components, and the, the promise of even greater enemies to come. So, um, you know, I also read this. It was, a, it was just kind of a, a really good ending for that first story arc. Now, do you- just... Excuse me. Do you think Hickman is stronger when he doesn't have the the Marvel binds and tides that he has to work within? Uh, not necessarily, because he's done some phenomenal Marvel work. I think it's just more of... Um, he has to tell different stories. When he's passionate about something, you can tell. You can tell mm-hmm. when something's like... Kind of like a, oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this. Oh, that's going to be cool. Compared to... Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is my usual thing. Right, right. You know, and I think that Manhattan Projects has definitely been that book where he's just like, oh, this is all the, you know, it, it almost seems like here's all the crazy ideas I had that I couldn't do for Fantastic Four because it wouldn't have made any wouldn't sense worked, yeah. at all. But it got me thinking of the this idea. And it, it kind of seems almost like that where it's very sciencey, but just crazy at the same time. So <laughs> that book is very strange in all the right ways. Oh, good save, because... I know, otherwise you're going to be like, no, you didn't mean that as a slant, everybody. No, I wasn't going to say that, I was just going to let you, you know... Hang myself out. I was going to let you lie with that one, exactly. Cool, thanks. Hey, there you go, everybody. That is CBMFP top year-end roundup. I don't think we officially gave this... It's just a year-end roundup, isn't it? Yeah, this, this is, is the, the year-end best roundup. of the 2012 year-end roundup. It's it is the best of 2012 roundup. Hopefully you heard some titles that tickled your pickle. A little uh, self high fives. You're like, yeah, I'm glad they fucking chose that. That's my shit, dog. Or you're yelling at us with your own picks, which is fine too. Why do you choose that? Yeah, if there's picks that you think we let slide by, Google Plus, you can tweet them at us, Facebook, whatever. Or just more important, leave a comment on the uh, the posting. So. Yeah, well, we're, what we're gonna do is uh, when you go to commentmasters.com, we're gonna put this up as a post and you know you can thumbs up thumbs down agree or disagree or you know there's a lot of Hell, books even out. leave your own picks too oh man that would be great there's like i said there's a lot of books out there that we're not aware of or if there's something you think that we should have checked out you potentially could have had our goddamn book of the year and we didn't know about it yeah that would be great there you go <laughs> there you go if you're wondering why this ran a little short it's because we're going to come back with the worst 
turds of the year. There's going to be another podcast. It's so much shit. We couldn't fit it into one without you going, I got to get back to work. I got to fucking fuck. Fuck, I lost my job. <laughs> yeah, we figured it'd be a little more tolerable to go through two lists on two different podcasts rather than just be like, you're here for the next three hours. Yeah. So, we didn't want it to be mind numbing. We were just like, I don't care what you say. Just no, get to the to end. To the point where we're just like, shut up. Just tell me the title. Shut up. Tell me the title. Shut up. Tell me that. You know, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't want that. So. Yeah. And just get to the end with the robots. <laughs> so we just did. If you're watching this Blu ray DVD digital download, <laughs> then I unfortunately am dead. Oh, he is. The sheer thought of his son reading comics destroyed his black, black heart. If she is still talking, oh, I am. Please tell her to shut up. Hey, shut up. For I am not there to tell her face to face. I missed your hands around my neck. Honey, I want you to use my insanely amassed fortune to create an army of robots to destroy all of comic books. Is that it? That is it. Well, that was a great podcast. Yeah, I agree. What the? I don't know. Hey, dude, you suck. We are taking over. Wait, you can't do this. Already did. You hold a butt. Now get lost. <laughs> Deadly robots from the future here to destroy comic books. Not on my watch. M- maybe Dustin's. Oh yeah, I'm totally on board with our new robot overlords. Hmm?